0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the final episode of the prologue to Fillmore's Crossing. We were joined well tristan fucking died and nobody really seems that sad about it so that's i thing. mean I, i'm
1: Listen. really broken up about it it, was, it is was this, is my this fault. chris or is this falk that's broken up about it uh, well i had to get back into my foppa accent uh yeah i'm really broken up about it um you know like uh t-dog is is what i called him you know on our off time and um <laughs> You know, like uh we were super close and uh yeah, god. Uh, I'm going to miss that little kid. I mean, the full-grown man he was, but uh you know, just in my heart, you know, I'll always think of him like a like a little kid, you know, took him under my wing. And uh and uh yeah, I, I killed him with a fucking fireball. You don't remember that. I, and I don't remember that, which is uh, very convenient for me. But I'm, I can kind of, you know, the, the writing was on the wall of uh, what happened. And, uh, you know, I, I think maybe in the back of my mind, you know, f- fever, sweat dreams at night years from now, it'll, it'll come to me. So anywho, um, that is uh, Fox
0: Mulder, um, one of our senior field agents. And let's uh, take a second to introduce our other senior field agent, Mr. Thomas DeWeese. Tom?
2: Hi.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I fireballed his ass, too, I guess. I mean, no pressure, because, uh, I mean, you're the producer. You could edit this out <laughs> if need be. No, I think I'll leave. Uh, it. Are you having some sort of stroke or something? I'm having an identity crisis. Oh, Jesus.
2: <laughs> Brian
0: realized how well his jackassery plays on the radio, and now he's like, well, now I should have to do it, right? <laughs> now I have to give Tim a fucking aneurysm every time we play.
1: <laughs> Three, two, one, go. The part of
2: Thomas DeWeese will be played by- <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hate you so much. <laughs>
0: Ladies and gentlemen, this is what happens when I say we're going to do a short episode. <laughs> what the fuck?
2: <laughs> I, don't like ter- I don't like character introductions. Listen, okay. who is coming in at episode six or seven for the first time? That would be whack. If you're That's listening, exactly if you're listening right it. now and you don't know who our characters are, you need to go back to episode one because there are going to be so many spoilers and continuity issues.
1: Don't go back to episode one. I didn't have my voice back then. <laughs> um, apparently, I was from another part of the country, the fantasy country that we live in. And uh, go back to episode two. That's fair. Is a good starting yeah, point. You start episode two.
0: I'll be completely honest. When uh, some of these other bi-weekly uh, D&D podcasts that I've listened to... I forget which character is which until we're, you know, partway through and motherfuckers start actually referring to each other by their names. That's because... So instead, now, I have you guys introduce yourselves so that way you can match the voice up with the character and it's just easy right from the beginning.
2: That's because nobody else in the other podcasts have as good of voices as we do. You
0: literally sound like you (laughs) 99.9% of the time that you talk, Brian. (laughs) (laughs)
2: That's true I was thinking about that the other day
0: Me, 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 me
2: (laughs) No, 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 no (laughs) I'm Thomas Deweese and I'm a priest Oh my god (laughs) And this is what I sound like in character
0: (laughs) Alright So you guys have uh, made your way back to um, FIA headquarters You've, uh Went and you've been checked out by the doctor that's on staff there, and uh, for the most part, he's helped you to um, heal some of your more major uh, cuts and bruises and scrapes and things like that. Although they probably would have been deeper than that, because I'm pretty sure that uh, Falk was pretty fucked up from last uh, from that uh, last encounter with Strahd. But anyway. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was within inches of death. So, yes. <laughs> <I guess. laughs> okay, so maybe they stitch up some very uh, deep gashes and things as well. Um, but the next thing on your docket is that you guys have to go and do your separate debriefings.
2: Now, I feel... So hold one, on, hold on. You're really, really rushing us through this. I thought we'd have a little bit more of, uh, you know... We we were on this... Well, I don't know what we were on. We destroyed our wagon by running it into Strahd. Um... Can we kind of set the scene on the journey home? I mean, we don't have to go through the medical procedures. Let's say, okay, maybe, let's say we set the scene just coming out of the medical procedures and we're we're meeting up again and everything's all stitched back together. Can we do that?
1: That's fine. Well, I think even before that, leaving the scene, going back to FIA is, is where I would like to start it off. All right. And we're in the back of like, you know, whatever the... How about we just, the Crown Vic
2: uh, carriage, Chris? <laughs> Chris, why don't you and I just run this podcast, and we'll eject the DM.
0: <laughs> Sounds perfect. Look I'd at, like to go and get some sleep.
2: Look at me, I am the DM now.
0: Hey, that that <laughs> sounded kind of like Tom. <laughs> <laughs> All yeah,
1: right, I so mean, we, did uh, we just get in the carriage. We're we're heading back to FIA. Sure. All right. So I, I closed my carriage door. Tommy, you already in there? Yeah, I'm in here. Oh fuck, dude! I can't even believe that just happened.
2: <sighs>
1: Gosh, did, uh, did you see me flying through the air and shit? And then my my fucking umbrella came out, <laughs> <laughs> kept me from hitting the ground.
2: What is that anyway? Just popped right out of your belt or what?
1: Well, I mean, you know, like, I, I just have some shit in there for in, in case stuff happens, you know, like, but, uh, gosh, I, I didn't expect it to work like that. It, it, it worked really well. Oh, man, my adrenaline's pumping like fucking crazy. It's like, uh, it's like fantasy coke or something. <laughs> what else are you packing in there? Oh, just some, some, uh... You know, my head's whirling right now, man. Um, Like, uh, oh, when we get back, like, we can't forget. We got to try to, you know, keep those girls from getting killed. Like, so we got to, you know, kind of get our story straight now. um, Or at least like a plan to, uh, to, you know, their sentences are commuted until after the investigation. But now it's like pretty much over.
2: That just reminded me. Do you have the time?
1: Oh, it's, uh. Fucking, uh,
2: 4.30? I suppose we'll
1: have enough time.
2: I gotta get back before night. <laughs> back into the office, I mean. I suppose it won't take that long to get us all cleaned up.
1: Oh, what, what you got going on?
2: Oh, I don't know. I was gonna meet this girl from the apartments.
1: Okay, well, your dates can wait. Like, what are we gonna do about the the girls whose lives are on the line? <laughs> like, uh, we, we gotta, like find a way to to get the paperwork and and uh and change it like um i don't know you got any ideas
2: what if something accidentally happened to the original paperwork and we had to fix it ourselves
1: oh i guess yeah i'm good at that kind of stuff so uh just yeah uh leave that to me and just um just try to keep everyone distracted and make sure to to keep, like, the, the, the captain off my case. And, uh, yeah, I think I can take care of the paperwork. And, um... Of
2: course you would stick me with a captain.
1: <laughs> well, uh, you know, we're, we're both just kind of winging this shit, man. And then, um...
2: You think I haven't spent uh, enough of my day around monsters, and now you're gonna stick me with one more?
1: <laughs> He's not that bad. You know, he helped me out a lot when, uh... When I was a kid, you know, like after, you know, the thing happened with with, with my sister, you know, he was he was uh, a greenhorn back then, just like just, just like Tristan, but he was there. You know, he is the one who got me into the force. So I'm telling you, he's a good guy. The thing he did for me is when she disappeared. And and you know, all the, the FIA was taking apart the house trying to find any clues everything and like, you know, both of my parents were just like catatonic. They couldn't even just couldn't even believe what was going on and and uh Grand he he kinda took me under his wing during that whole time and uh you know, he he said that they would find out what what's going on and that, you know, even if it took years and years, eventually it would come out what what happened. You know? He said, "If you ever lost something, as long as you keep looking, eventually you'll find it. And that's what got me here.
2: I know he means well.
1: Ugh, I just get tired of him always being by the
2: book. I suppose that's ironic since I am literally by my book all the time. And I, I pull, a, I pull a, a Bible out of my... Or I mean, I pull a, a book out of my coat. A fantasy Bible? Yeah. <laughs> and I start flipping through the pages and I open it up. And I just kind of skin through it and I think... What do you think God thinks of me? Running around, causing all this chaos and violence. And then preaching about his word.
1: I mean, from the looks of things, I don't think you've caused any of the violence... Like, uh, I don't know if you remember back there, but there was a, you know, giant fucking bat vampire Donny, like just <laughs> ripping up everything and fucking ate a horse or ripped it in half or some shit. I don't even remember now. It's all just like going crazy in my mind. Think back on it. But I mean, like, you know, we put a stop to that shit.
2: I flip back to the very beginnings of the book and I say, uh, you know, the men lived longer in those days and many of the tribes were evil The women made love to the spirits and gave birth to the hybrid creatures who'd lived longer and they fed off the Mm -hmm. blood of the living and we know them today as vampires and this of course was around 2000 PE which of course stands for before Ernie. I mean, (laughs) I don't mean to get all preachy here. What I'm trying to say is... (sighs) Are we
1: reading out of the same
2: book? (laughs) (laughs) What I'm trying to say is that uh, they talk about how evil the vampires are. But I couldn't help but feel some sort of desire for goodness from, uh. What was her name? Nicorette. She's. She's just. doesn't strike me as somebody that wants to. I don't know. What did you get? What was your impression of them?
1: I mean, I don't think either of them want to die tomorrow. I don't think Strahd von
2: Zurevich wanted to die. <laughs>
1: I mean, we can all use these fancy names, but we all know it's Donnie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I, you know, I felt like I was in his head for a second there. And like, it was insane. But seriously, we're, we're coming close to the headquarters now. We, we got to get this shit planned down. As soon as we get the, the paperwork right and then get it to the judge, like, you need to get those girls out of there as quick as you can. So they can't figure out to change whoa, whoa,
2: their minds. Me? Where am I and, supposed and, to put them? Just get them out of the building. Oh, you am going to take them to my church? You have vampires and in my church?
1: No, don't put them anywhere near anything of your stuff. Like, you just got to get them out and tell them to get the hell out of anywhere close. The carriage stops.
2: All right, I'll we'll figure it out. We usually play everything by ear, anyway.
0: And the driver All of right. the carriage uh, starts to starts to hitch the horses up to a uh, nearby post, and you guys can feel free to enter into the FIA headquarters. All right. Like, uh, you guys are, you guys are in like, basically what would be, um, like an underground barn almost. And so, uh, you know, you pulled down in there and there's a bunch of, uh, hitching posts and a bunch of people that are, uh, working and everybody pretty much seems to be dressed in, in that Brown. Um, not the same long trench coats that the patrol officers were, but instead, just uh, just these tunics, almost, that uh, have a big, thick belt, and they're kind of bustling around, putting hay, uh, unhitching horses, and moving them into their uh, actual stables and corrals and things like that, and you guys uh, know that there's a lift not far off that can
1: take you up into the main floor of the FIA. Hey, you know, if your leg isn't hurting you that bad, give me a you know, hand on this side to help me limp up there. So I imagine this, like we're walking into the building, like it's the end of some, like, action movie, like Die Hard, or like, uh, Oh,
0: yeah, you guys are yeah. limping and you're <laughs> fucked up and...
1: Lethal weapon. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and it seems as though, uh... Like, a few people... A few people kind of approach you guys to offer you guys
1: help. Do you... Do you want it? Uh, I, I'm like, no, no. I, I know I look pretty rough, but, um... But, yeah, man, I'm I'm... Strong as a as a bear right now. Right now, <laughs> I mean, you're you know, using you your think? rifle as a cane to kind of walk yourself. <laughs> yeah, in. yeah, definitely. But like, no, no, no man, even, I'm great. My I'm eyes aren't even both pointing in the same direction. Like, <laughs> 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 but yeah,
0: you guys, but, but yeah, you yeah I continue walking forward. No problem. Right, you make cool. your way onto the lift, and uh,
2: I draw my gun. And, it- I draw my gun and pull the hammer back. <laughs> as i'm limping along (laughs) you struck when they (laughs) when they they reach out to help me i pull out my gun and i draw the hammer back at him and then i just keep walking
0: yeah no they they back away and somebody whispers psychopath (laughs) under their uh (laughs) under their breath as they kind of walk away um you don't you don't know any of the uh any of the people that were like the stable hands, you don't know any of them by name, but you recognize a couple of them and you know, you probably, you might regret the fact that you just threatened uh, the people that are regularly getting you guys, your horses and stuff ready, but eh, we'll see anyway. Um, so you guys get into the elevator and it reaches it's uh it reaches its uh, final stop on the main floor of the FIA headquarters where you would walk in the uh front double doors into uh the giant atrium with the tall ceilings. Um Where do you guys want to go
1: first? Well, I think well, uh, we better Would I know uh where our files are that would have like all the the stuff on this case and, and mainly like the the stuff about the girls? Yeah, that stuff would be down in uh down in the basement, um
0: either on B eight or or B nine. Um, B ten is where the holding cells are, and you know that the majority of evidence and paperwork uh, is stored on
1: the floors above them. All right, yeah, because I want to go to um, wherever like the official like report is on everything we did for for the Baudelaire's and and all that kind of stuff.
2: I limp my way, bleeding like leaking blood, as I go up to the chief's office.
1: You're going straight to the chief's office? Yeah.
0: Okay. Um, you, uh, get there and, uh, you get there and the chief secretary immediately waves you in and says, uh, he's, he's expecting you. Um, did you debrief yet?
2: Wait, 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 wait. I was expecting to be able to sit in the waiting room like we usually have to do. I don't, I'm not used to this whole going in right away thing. I was kind of, kind of looking forward to this, to be honest. You can't take this away from me now. I mean, I know I complain about it a lot, but come on.
0: She goes, um, I'll, I'll ask him if he'll make you wait for ten minutes. <laughs> That'd
2: be great, thank you.
0: Uh, and she, like, makes a weird face as though you just grew another head and walks into uh, into Captain Garan's office and... Comes back out a couple minutes later and well, says she finds me on the, the c- captain is almost ready for you.
2: <laughs> she finds me on the couch with my hat slid slightly forward onto my eyes. I'm just like asleep. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> All right. um,
0: Well, that's not very interesting radio. So I'm gonna move over to fall. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Let okay. me do the Foley work
2: on this one.
1: <laughs> oh Christ. <laughs> And that's enough of that. <laughs> what the fuck,
2: dude? <laughs> oh, now we're gonna get a copyright strike from Kanye's music video.
0: I have no idea what you're talking about.
2: I <laughs> neither. Yeah, the music video where everyone was sleeping in the same bed, and then the last half of it was just, like, them doing sleeping audio. Sorry.
0: Oh, now I know <laughs> what you're talking about.
2: Carry on.
1: Uh, <laughs> so fuck, where are you heading, then? So I'm going to, uh, I guess, the, uh, the, the place where the, the files would be, um, you know, that are, are pertaining to the case and, and stuff uh, that would have to do with, um, you know, the stuff we wrote down about uh, what happened with the, the Baudelaire's and the first, like, encounter and all that kind of stuff before they got arrested. Right.
0: Now, here is the one thing that uh, you would need to know so that you're not searching an entire floor is you're going to need to find the case number. All right. Would I know the case number off the top of my head? Probably not off the top of your head. It's a fairly long series. Well, go ahead and make an intelligence check. Maybe Falk is smart All enough right. for that. Yeah, that's fine. That wouldn't... First roll of the night. <laughs>
2: that wouldn't be a history check?
0: I mean, you could do history if you want, if whatever's higher. All
2: right. So, um... Go with whatever's lower. We're playing this on hard mode. <laughs>
1: So what was the the first thing you you said? Uh you can do intelligence or history, it doesn't matter. Oh okay. It's both the same. So two. Or plus two, uh to twelve. (laughs) Fourteen. God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like looking on my character sheet. Oh two. Yeah, I know. You remember fourteen. You remember the last you
0: can't remember the entire number, but you remember the last uh the last four digits are two eight three dash eight, which means it's gotta be on floor eight. The, you know, dash eight or dash nine would be what floor the uh the uh case would be on, but beyond that that's all you got. Two eight three dash eight? Correct. Alright, so I'm going to floor eight. Alright. So you um you get back up you get onto a different lift. It's actually um a lift that if you could see all the way clear across the building. It would be exactly symmetrical to the other lift that you took from the, uh, from the basically parking garage, from the stable garage. And you get inside and uh, there's, you actually see that uh, a familiar face is inside the elevator as it uh, slides open. And uh, a Miss Patty Jonas kind of gives you a, a half smile. As uh, you go to enter into the elevator,
1: or you could let it go and try and catch another one if you want. Now I'll hop in, and um, I notice the half smile, and then I say, uh, "Patty, you're gonna want to take that smile off your face. Um, I, I know everything's probably happened so fast; you probably haven't heard, but um, uh, we we lost Tristan in the in the in the event that just happened. Wait." What? How? Yeah, like... How? The, uh, I, I, I'm sure I'm not really allowed to go into too much particulars until I debrief with the captain, but, um... Police agent Smulders, I, I won't say a word. We squared up against a guy that was, uh, that was just insanely powerful. I mean, you know, more than this town's seen in, in you know, probably decades. Did you get him? Yeah, yeah, we did. But uh, he—he really—I mean, look at me. And when you see Tom later, look at him, and then just there, there there's others. There, like a whole, you know, city street is uh, is pretty much fucked up for for near block. I mean, like, yeah, it was it was rough, and and I'm really really sorry. As he finished
0: saying that. Um, The elevator dings. She puts a hand on your shoulder and says, You're a good man, Agent Smulders. And she quickly exits When she puts her hand on my shoulder, I'm like,
2: ah!
0: (laughs) Her face kind of screws up for a second as she uh, realizes what she did. And she hurries off even even quicker than I originally uh, insinuated. Um, You can hear the deep breaths of sobs as she- Moves away.
1: No, don't, don't take it too personal. It didn't really hurt that bad. <laughs> Just totally delirious and not being able to re- read the situation very well. <laughs> so, am I on uh, floor eight? Yeah, now? yeah, yeah. Okay. And so, I'm guessing there's going to be like a uh, uh, file custodian, clerk, or whatever in the area, so I don't have to look through the stuff myself. Correct. Yes. So you,
0: uh, so you basically what happens is is you get off of the elevator and there is just a long hallway on the one end. There is a a ladies restroom on the other end um, is a men's restroom and then a desk and a bunch of windows. Like you can see behind this desk is just a huge room filled with file cabinets that go up all the way to the ceiling, 10 feet tall, you know, just, just files and evidence everywhere. And there is a, uh, there is a man with, uh, glasses and a very crooked nose. He's not very old, but he's, he's hunched over as though he spent a lot of time in his chair. Um, you know, uh, senior agent, um, you know senior agent uh, fuck hold on.
2: Fuckledon <laughs> <laughs> Tim, please name him Fuckledon.
0: <laughs> I don't care yeah, uh, whatever you have Frank Fuckledon. What Yep, Frank Fuckledon. Yep. <laughs> you you know you know se- senior agent Frank Fuckledon uh, <laughs> quite well actually at this point.
2: <laughs> that makes me so happy
1: uh, and I don't know why.
2: <laughs> and
0: his partner, so, Derek, Derek
1: Humanman <laughs> <laughs> So uh yeah, I, I you know, I have known him for a while and um and uh we're not even on like, you know, last name page um basics or uh or, or even first names, I always call him Humpy. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, Hey <laughs> right there, Humpy. Um, uh, uh, can you help me get this uh, the files for the, the case we are on? Um, uh, blah, 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 blah. 283-8. You know, the one the, the big you, one. Bring it over to me, the, please. The ones with the the vampires earlier, yes? That's the one. Thank you, Humpy. <laughs> yeah, I got you,
0: these. Um, And he kind of uh goes back in there. And he comes back out after maybe like five to six minutes. It doesn't take him very long. He probably didn't even put it in that long ago. You guys have only been away from uh, FIA headquarters for three hours at most. And uh, he comes back and he goes... Well, uh, Smoldy, I gotta tell you, though, um, I'm not allowed to, to to let you take it off, uh, off of the premises, so you gotta, you gotta you know, get any information that you need from it right now.
1: Oh, that's fine. I just need to check something out really fast. Uh, you know, just to corroborate something that we saw with something earlier. Just, um, yeah, prop out down right in front of me here. Yeah, he sets it down um,
0: on the desk in front of you, and then he returns to his chair and starts, uh, pulls out an ink and starts, uh, going back through more, more case
1: files and just filling in paperwork and things like that. Just, just let me know when you're done. Sure thing, Hump. Um, so would I know, um, pretty easily which, uh, folder that I would need to grab to to get the paperwork that I'm looking for? Oh yeah, easy. Cause it's, uh, it's all going to be in the, uh, in the sentencing
0: Part of the folder, so you know what I mean? Like, you know exactly where that's at, because it'll be behind a seal from the
1: judge. All right, so I get the, sentin- the sentencing report and, like, our first sort of write-up of uh, what we had initially, you know, said when we first came in from from off the, uh, the encounter at the train station. Okay. And, like, I-, I set it out all in front of me, and then um, there- there's a particular part of my arm that's been, like, just bleeding into my coat. And I sort of just angle my arm to where the blood just goes over all of it. And then I just kind of slump down there (laughs) and then just, like, wait for him to find me like that. All right. To where the blood goes over everything. Yeah. Give me a deception check. All right. Oh, boy. Uh, So 18 (laughs) plus uh, 4. 22.
0: (laughs) Chris, I'm taking a picture of what I just (laughs) rolled. And it's gonna be. You really rolled a natural 20, dude. I you? sure fucking did, dude. I sure fucking did. Because that—that that is just how shit is going right now. <laughs> but I, I'm gonna post this picture just because I feel like I have to. Okay. So, you hear the elevator ding behind you.
2: Ooh, those are fancy. And dice right.
0: Yeah, oh, thank you. And right as, uh, and right as Humpy looks over at you and starts to go, Oh, 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 fuck, what, fuck, what is going, what, 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 what,
1: huh, what? Oh, yeah, sorry, d- uh, um, I lost a lot of blood there, dazed, dazed off, um, I got what I needed, I think. You hear from behind you, Mr.
0: Fuckledon, I'll take Mr. Smulders and the Folder. <laughs> From here, come, Mister Smulders. I know that voice, don't I? You've seen and heard it before. Um, you don't know his name, but you've seen the director around the building
1: before. And would I it, it be able to intuit his name as his posi- position of the director, or uh... you've never once heard anybody
0: call him oh, by okay. anything other than the director? All right. Are you coming, Agent Smoulders? Oh, yeah. Um, right right behind you. He, um, he brings you into the elevator, and he presses the button for B10, which is the bottom basement floor where the holding cells are. And he says, I hope that there wasn't any sort of
1: impropriety, Agent Smulders. Uh absolutely not. Um in fact, there was the the utmost propriety of uh fulfilling our uh, civic duty to uh you know the 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 citizens and to the people. Agent Smolders,
0: let me ask you a question. Do you think that clutching one's pearls is an
1: appropriate response to danger uh, I, I've been clutching my pearls half the night sir or a day it's hard to tell what time it is right now inside this building Agent Smoulders,
0: do you believe that people can change
1: Uh, yeah absolutely I mean you ought to know it uh, yourself being in this in this office all the time. I mean like uh, everybody changes the the longer they're here, you know.
0: Uh, Agent Smolders. I'm going to need something from you eventually. I need to know that you will be on the right side. Yeah, yeah, um whatever you need. Roll a perception check for me please natural 20 you notice for just a split second that his eyes look almost reptilian and then immediately go back to you know the the normal brown that uh that he was staring at you with before
1: uh can i roll a deception to try to not let that show on my face that i saw absolutely Ugh, a six plus four, ten. All right.
0: Agent Smolders, there is already a new report in the files. If you had taken a moment to read, you would have noticed that your blood was covering a release recommendation for tomorrow from the director. Himself.
1: Oh. oh, well, uh, sorry to have, um, bled over that, um, is uh, can, uh, <laughs> can I get another? I didn't mean to bleed all over all of it, um, yeah, if it would be no trouble, sir. I will correct this
0: small mistake, Agent Smolders. but no... You cannot tell anyone of this meeting.
1: Uh, surely not.
0: Good luck, Agent Smolders. And the elevator dings. He steps off on the 10th floor and uh,
1: leaves you about your business. Alright, um, I press the button to close the door. Like, not choose a uh, different floor, but just close it, and then I cry for probably five minutes. <laughs> And then I open back up the doors and and then, like other than my, you know, physical state, I, I look, you know, just as cheery as normal. <laughs> and then I make my way to the captain's office. Alright.
0: So uh Tom, do you uh have anything that you want to do before uh you get called into the captain's office?
2: I assumed we would join back in and she would be waking me up.
0: D yeah, I mean I was uh that's fine. Okay. Um so she wakes you up and you you don't feel well rested you can't have been asleep for more than like 10 minutes at most um oh and she goes the captain will see you now if uh if if you're ready
2: oh 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 Uh, hi um I was having the strangest dream. You were there, the captain was there, I was there. I didn't have any pants on. <laughs> <laughs> ooh, ooh, oh, sorry. I, I think I got some blood on your couch. Anyway, thank you. And I uh, pull myself off the couch and kind of limp into the office kind of dreary
0: all right um you you get in there and uh captain garan is sitting behind his desk and he says agent deweese captain uh garan please tell me it's over
2: well it's over for a few people there were a couple vampires it's over for them uh I don't think you'll be seeing much of Donnie anymore. He was the one that ran the speakeasy, and, um, well, I'm afraid to tell you that, uh, Trevor died. Who's Trevor? You no, know, Trevor, you know, the the greenhorn that was in here earlier.
0: Oh, yeah, no, I, I already got the report on Tristan. Um, it's real sad, but, uh, these kinds of things happen, you know. Especially when you're trying to make a name for yourself.
2: Yep. Yep. Suppose he was a little overzealous. We've all been there. It's not every one of us gets overzealous enough to throw ourselves into the den of a evil vampire lord, but you know how it goes. He was a good kid. Well,
0: sounds like y'all ran into something that none of us could have expected. Do you know what it was?
2: Oh, huh, I'm sorry, what? What What do I know what, what was? What, what, what were you saying?
0: the creature do you do you know what it was
2: Looked like a vampire to me uh, a bit different i suppose he had these um a little more angelic <clears throat> i don't fully understand it myself but he had these wings on his back you ever heard anything of a uh, you know any, any wing vampires before no but i'm glad y'all killed it you know they talk about that in the book of in the book of uh, are you
0: really gonna proselytize right now tom is right now the time for evangelization
2: <laughs> no you're
0: right i mean i'm serious i want to know
2: i don't know is there ever time to uh consider eternity honestly what does time matter i, mean, to I,
0: I, I guess tom that's a fair point you're you're fucking exhausting sometimes <laughs> um <laughs>
2: I believe that time is just a construct anyway. You know, everything decays and people just decide to stick numbers on it.
0: Good <laughs> Lord. You've been uh, reading a lot of Nietzsche lately or what?
2: <laughs> and in the meantime, as we're talking, I'm just wandering around touching everything that Tri- that Tristan used to be touching.
0: <laughs> um, so, uh, Falk... You are currently making your way up to the uh, up to the captain's office. It takes you a little bit of time to get there, um, and Tom and Captain Garan have been in there, uh, kind of bantering back and forth for a solid like 20, 25 minutes. And so when you finally enter the room, there is just a vein bulging on captain (laughs) grand's head like just throbbing directly in the center of his forehead as he just looks like he wants to either kill himself or tom because and tom is just droning on and on about things decaying and garan garan's horns are just over his face as he's burying himself into his palms and when he looks up and sees that you've entered into the room, he goes, Oh, thank fucking God, <laughs> Falk. <laughs>
1: oh, well, you look uh, like shit, man. Yeah, I, I, I don't feel feel great there, Captain. And, um... Man, we had quite a day. Um, there was, uh, you know, shit on fire. And, uh, you know, our junior agent got thrown at us. And, um... There was a uh, fucking carriage and, and horses and we fucking uh, ran the thing over and then he, like, split one of the horses in half. It was fucking awful. <laughs> Ernie fucking Christ.
0: <laughs>
1: oh, yeah, praise be to Ernie. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, um, for all that we can tell, it's over. We got the big one there. Good work. God, he just wouldn't go down. Well, uh, it looks like he maybe found, you know, a,
0: a way to to heal himself partway through the battle. It looked. Well, let's just say that, uh, the guys who found Tristan, that they're, they're in counseling right now. He was like juiced almost. His entire body was desiccated and broken and twisted and. In just a grotesque manner. I mean, I know that, you know, that human blood will will heal a vampire, but but I've, I've never seen a creature that, you know, can, t- ju- can just take down the entire life force of a man like that and just ingrain it into himself. That's a...
1: That's terrifying. Yeah, and, uh... Oh, boy. I mean, just the the look on his face and the, the, like, time that disappeared and, like, oh, my gosh, this thing had powers you wouldn't believe. He Wait. could just get across the room like that. You had time disappear? Yeah. Like, um, uh, for all I knew, I was like, you know, I had him completely cornered. I, you know, was just giving him both barrels of fucking everything, and uh, you know he was cowering in the corner like a scared little girl. And then um, next thing I knew, like I was on the ground, and then fucking Tom and 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 uh, junior agent, um, uh, Tracy were gone. <laughs> and then um, then the next thing I knew, I was I was like in another place, and then like I was. Like following him, and like he had Tracy up on his uh up on his shoulders, just carrying him around like he was like uh, a fucking sack of potatoes, and uh oh my God, like this thing it was just unreal well boys
0: uh you're gonna have you're gonna have twenty four hours to to compose yourself, and then I gotta send you off on a new one
2: a new one where well, where are we going <laughs> a new one. Listen, I just. Well. I could can, I can barely walk. Uh, Falk over here is bleeding all over the place. Well, what do you mean we're going on another mission?
0: Well, um. We'll send a priest by to to fix you all up, but, uh. You go into a mining settlement called Fillmore's Crossing. He, uh, pulls out. He pulls out a huge, uh, stack of papers, and he goes, There's a guy over there, um. He's a he's fourth generation named Elmer Fillmore. And, well, there's something weird going on and it's important because, well, you see, it's uh, it's about 30 miles outside of the control zone.
1: Do you all know what the control zone is? Of course we do. Oh, of course yeah, I know truly. what the control zone, zone is. I mean, control, like, of course we know what the control yeah, zone is. You guys, zone you guys probably like would probably I like the zone. I fucking hate
0: both of you. Shut the fuck up. Why can't you guys just ever just answer no? Why can't it never be no? Nope.
1: Holy fuck. Um. Well, no, it's like you, in basketball, when you gotta control the zone. You know? Wait, what? What's- get, what's- get? ball I've- I've heard that it's very important.
2: Ba- basket what?
0: I'm gonna walk out into traffic. <laughs> Just gonna walk out into traffic and embrace the sweet, sweet fucking caress of death. Anyway. You know basketball, it's where Don fucked up his back. <laughs> <laughs> um... No, the control zone is, um, it's the area that's patrolled in between the, uh, in between the lands, uh, that are Imperium controlled and, uh, the lands that are wild, um, the frontier, if you will. And so they have a 30 mile buffer area, basically a DMZ, if you will, um, which is patrolled and the last, uh bastion of civilization between you and any city that you should happen upon. Well, uh... Some weird stuff's been going on in Fillmore's Crossing. And, uh... Every three days, somebody in the town has been going mad and, and murdering somebody in a really, really horrific fashion. And... We just got word that three days ago... Elma's wife. Well, she she tore she tore the three kids limb from limb, and doesn't remember doing it at all.
1: Oh, Ernie, Christ!
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and uh, so we're sending you guys out there, cause, cause, uh, well. The minister keeps saying that it's it's good to establish a good relationship and rapport with these uh, frontier towns because maybe they'll join the Imperium and we can expand the borders in you know a peaceful like way. But I don't like it. There's stuff out there that it's different.
2: What do you? It's dangerous. What do you mean different? Are we, What are we talking about here?
0: Well. uh... You know how we do everything in our power to try and keep magic out of the wrong hands? Naturally. Well, people got freedom out there. They can get their hands on anything. It may not be easy, but there's nobody there to stop them like there is here. You know, people start messing with the wrong shit and just bad stuff starts happening.
1: Sounds like it's like the the Wild West out there. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> well then I'm not uh we're not send you in, sending you in alone though we got a half orc uh, a half orc uh, agent who's been working with us in the control zone for about a year now his name's Imgut he's a good guy he's a little intimidating to look at so I will uh, let you know right now that he is half orc and well, you know what comes with being Orc. But he's a good tracker, and he knows what's been going on, and he's from the area.
1: So you. Sorry, him. Captain, I, I gotta stop you for a second. What do you mean, what comes with being half Orc? It's kind of, a, kind of racist, ain't it? <laughs> I mean... You've you seen how those
0: fucking green skins act? Beating their wives gambling, fucking doing drugs, murdering people. They're just, they're an irredeemable sort, but you know, he's got a little uh, bit of good in him because uh, he's got some human. I
2: don't know, Captain, I feel like you're painting the barn with a very broad brush. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I think what, uh, what uh, Tom's meaning to say here is, um, yes, we accept this mission. And uh I'll go see fucking HR about my racism if it makes you fuckers happy. <laughs>
2: speaking of uh speaking of orcs. You guys got the time.
1: Um How's that speaking of orcs? It's uh five thirty. Oh. Uh, it's
0: it's a five thirty. I gotta get down
2: there. Uh <laughs> how long do you think these medical things usually take? Would you say you get done in about half an hour? I've never been.
0: They're just they're just going to cast healing spells on you, so Oh okay. Not very long. So do you guys have any other things that you want to talk to Garan about before I do something? I never want to talk to
1: Garan. I don't. Fair. Falk. No, I, I don't have anything to, to talk okay. about right now. So I, I'm um, very much like the medical treatment at this
0: point. <laughs> as as you guys are um as you guys are finishing up your debriefing with uh with Captain Garan, his secretary uh, peeks her head in and she goes, um. Um, M- Minister Kane would like to meet the heroes. And, uh, Captain, Captain Garan looks at her and goes, Is, is, is he here right now? She goes, yes. I mean, I mean, send him right in. I, I got, yeah, send him right in. And, um, the, a few seconds later, the door opens up and a tall man with, uh, short cropped silver hair and a very finely laundered pinstriped suit and a wide red tie walks into the room. He has piercing green eyes and a very strong jaw. He's actually rather good looking um, except for this large garish scar that goes from like right uh, oh. below the collar of his uh of his shirt and up to just below his uh, right ear and he says good evening gentlemen i am minister kane and i am here to congratulate yous
2: on a job well done i really appreciate that mr mr kane and i i, I, I have to tell you i'm a big fan it's been a long dream of mine to meet the real kane superman
0: <laughs> Who is this Kane Superman that you are talking about?
1: Oh, I'm sorry, I think I... You're thinking, you're thinking of the pre- the oh. president. I know you've lost a lot of blood, so have I. Um, yeah, uh, this is obviously Minister Candy <laughs> Kane. I work very closely
0: with President Superman to try and bring legislation that will bring peace to all of the Imperium. Chris, I, th- but it is,
2: I think he did it.
1: A- and and Ernie bless you for that.
2: I think you got. It. I think you got it to be canon. He just said it.
1: Yep. Right. I-, I-, I know. Okay. This is a silent victory for me. I'm like, you know, freaking out. <laughs> and <so it's> very <laughs> overwhelming. Hey, Brian. It is very complicated to try
0: and continue to do role playing when you are interrupting with your dumb bullshit. I have given you a small victory. Please let me have one as well. All
1: right. I'll edit all that
2: stuff out, maybe. No, you won't.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, uh, like, I get up. I I struggle to get up, but I do get up, and then I, you know, vigorously shake his hand. And, like, while I'm doing it, can I do an, like, investigation check and look, like, straight into his eyes and try to see if I can see them, like, going funny (laughs) <laughs> As uh, Marie said that one time. Yeah, go ahead. Why don't you roll that for me? Well, fuck. I rolled a three. I got an extra um, five to investigation. So eh, it's an eight. So you shake his hand and you you don't make like
0: way too long of eye contact, but it gets mildly awkward for a second there. But
1: nothing, uh, nothing seems yeah, to shift. I'm totally doing the Japanese game show, like see how long you can do an awkward handshake and everything, and until they pull. Okay,
2: I wanna. Can kinda... I? Can I add some foley music in here real quick? Okay.
1: Can we cut that out? <laughs> <laughs> that was. That was so fucking bad. I think Tim left.
0: Dude, when when Brian said that he wanted to do Foley work, I rolled my eyes so fucking hard that I think that I tore something around my eye socket. Like I briefly looked at my fucking brain. I rolled my eyes so fucking hard. <laughs> And then that started like, to happen, and just yeah. this vein, this vein started to fucking bulge.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, I don't know where this is going, but it's nowhere
2: good. I don't care what you guys say, that's how I'm picturing that interaction going.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh. Holy oh, shit.
0: Fuck. Um, But gentlemen, it is through the brave heroics of people like you, That we are actually able to preserve the safety of the Imperium. Thank
1: you. Now please, go and get yourself some medical treatment. Absolutely, uh, Minister Kane. And I speed out of there as fast as a near-mortally-wounded person could go.
2: And I follow behind and I just, uh, nod my head at the guy. I haven't said a word to him so far
0: we don't need to bother with unless you guys want to talk to each other we don't need to bother with you going to get healed up
2: I have nothing I want to do in the medical area
1: yeah I I guess I'm pretty good I was just going to turn to Tom and be like yeah that was pretty crazy huh
2: (laughs) why was that guy yelling
1: Uh, to be honest I tuned out like about 20 minutes into all that I've lost a lot of blood
2: I bet he's one of those hard of hearing fellows I wonder if he owns a trumpet Ever seen one of those things, they stick it in their ears? Strangest thing.
1: A hearing aid?
2: Yeah, that's what they. That's 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 what it's called. I always kind of wanted one as a kid, but now I look at them and I just think, I don't know. A little awkward. A little awkward trying to yell into something like that just so some guy can hear. Anyway. Oof, I'm kind of...
1: You know, this little back and forth, it, it really didn't go the direction I thought it would. So we could probably just uh, end it right here. Seemed like a, a real good place there, ladies and gentlemen. That has
2: wait been... wait wait! wait I'm gonna talk to my lady. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. You just forgot what she sounded like. You don't know her. I
0: sure. I have no idea. To be completely honest with you, that feels like it was fucking ages ago, even though it was maybe a month ago. <laughs> Yeah, no, we can we can cut to that scene. Um So uh Falk, you are I'm in not your there. office or you're at your apartment yeah. <laughs> or whatever it is, you're healed up. Um you are also all healed up, you guys uh, you know, have gotten all of your uh healing spells cast upon you and things like that. And now it is about nine o'clock. That was when you were supposed to meet her, right? At night, yeah. Yeah. So it's about nine o'clock and you're, uh, waiting in the alley behind the police station and you see a figure start to, uh, come slowly into view.
2: Hello there. Um,
0: I'm um,
2: hi. I suppose it was <clears throat> difficult for you to get here.
0: Actually, um, my husband hasn't returned since you, uh,
2: well, thank you. Yeah. Well, I uh I pretty much found out all the information I need to know, so I suppose you can go. Thanks for meeting me. And I go back to the door of the the station. Wait, what? What? Oh, no. We're good here. You can go. <laughs> and I start to close the door and then before it shuts I I open it back up and I say "Oh, oh one more thing real quick uh so I was thinking about it and I I realized that your husband I mean I know it was hard to live with that but I suppose that now that the speakeasy has been shut down and the operation is over I know life might get difficult for you and uh so I wanted to give you a little something, if you don't mind. I know it may not be my place.
0: What, what, what did you have in mind? And
2: he reaches into... A,
1: Please be a watchtower bag. <laughs> he reaches,
2: and he reaches into his, <laughs> uh, his coat pocket and he pulls out a tract. <laughs> you know, Ernie really loves you a lot. And uh, I don't know what the interaction is like between orcs and God, but... If there's any hope, I suppose you'll find it in this booklet. And I hand it to her.
0: Her eyes kind of get wide for a second, and she goes, Did you just
2: evangelize me? Well, you know, I do work for the FIA. But primarily as a job, I am a priest. I suppose you could say that uh, I'm earning a living. (laughs) <laughs> I just I tip my hat to her, and say good day. Jesus <laughs> Christ! At the door.
0: Her head actually explodes <laughs> and she dies. right so yeah, then she, she there. Dies. You make that horrible pun and she just fucking dies.
2: Okay, I'm super done.
0: <laughs> that doesn't happen. She doesn't actually die. Um, no, she takes the she takes the pamphlet and uh, kind of grips it tightly in her hands and starts to make her way back towards the confinement.
1: And that, ladies and gentlemen... (laughs) Wait, hold on. (laughs) I'm in my office. I I haven't gone back to, like, my own home yet or anything.
2: What the fuck? Can we just never let Tim out of this tour? This is, like, the horrible Twilight Zone episode that goes on forever.
1: (laughs) Oh, man. But, yeah, like, I'm in my office. Um... And like only a couple of, you know, of the lights are, are lit or however lighting works in this building. <laughs> but, uh, so it, it's kind of dark in there. Like, um, normally I would have been studying, but instead I was, uh, you know, writing and, uh <clears throat> and, uh, Falk was writing a, a letter to Tristan's family and, uh, it reads like this. Um to the family and loved ones of, uh, Special Agent Tristan Colefield, I had the honor of working alongside Tristan during his final hours. Uh, due to the nature of our line of work, I can't provide you many details into what we were investigating or into how he died, but I can inform you that, uh, somewhat into how he lived. As you already know, Tristan scored exceptionally well in his exams at the academy, and I can assure you that his work ethic carried carried over into his duties as an agent. He was well-liked, intuitive, always strived to impress his superiors. He even had a girl back at the office that he was sweet on. In the field, he conducted himself honorably. He even saved my life. And more than that, because of the help we receive from him countless more families won't be receiving the kind of letter that you're reading unfortunately right now we will never forget his name (laughs) my sincerest (laughs)
2: condolences (laughs) you guys are fucking monsters
1: (laughs) my sincerest condolences and then I sign my name and seal the letter and then place it in my coat.
2: And that, ladies Hold and on. gentlemen. So I, no, I'm just kidding.
0: <laughs> Go ahead. Is the final episode of any LCP d that we ever do. Because I fucking quit, though. No, um. no, ladies and gentlemen, that is the conclusion of our prologue. When you join us next, we're probably going to do some sort of a weird travel thing. I don't know. We'll see what I decide. I might decide to just, uh, you know, see where the fuck uh, the uh, other two DMs want to take things next week. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) please continue to join us uh, every other Thursday as we adventure further into Fillmore's Crossing.
2: It's a long road Can't see the end It's a long road
0: Not knowing where to begin, the bustle of officers around him was distracting, but he was transfixed on the Impressionist interpretation of death. It's not going to put itself in the carriage, came a voice from behind Pembroke. We should hurry before the rigor gets any worse. Christian nodded slowly and turned to see a middle-aged brown coat. The man's face was creased heavily beneath it, thick red and gray beard. Pembroke was finally able to break free of his stasis, and he began to pry the mess apart. Twitching among the pile, an energy, a force of pure hatred, still simmered and swelled. As the bloated, horse-corpse flopped sickeningly to the side, the force sprang into the air, barely visible. Pembroke sneezed as the essence tickled his nose for a moment, before speeding off towards downtown, Deftly weaving in and out of traffic, the spirit lingers on a carriage with two men inside for just a moment, smug with victory. It paused for a second, or two, before continuing the same as before, unimpeded. The energy emanating from the large windowed concrete building drew the spirit in, much like moth to flame. It lingered about the front double doors for a few moments, before darting after a carriage going around the side, following the spiraling ramps in their descent. The energy grows in strength, and it slipped onto the lift before it exited through a crack in the floor of the elevator. The spirit continued down to the final floor of the building. The energy here was two, not one. Interesting. The essence floated effortless down the hallway, flanked on either side by many heavy, steel doors. Doors meant to keep all things terrifying at bay. These doors did not bother the spirit, for it only possessed time. The broken and crying form of Nicolette Baudelaire, draped in a gray sack, sobbed. On the floor, her lungs heaving with each inconsolable breath. The spirit enveloped her, first moving her wisps of white hair from her pale face, and with a flash, forced itself into Nicolette's nostrils. Nicolette began to flail and pound at the ground, her every muscle tensing at once, her mouth agape in terror. Tears flowed freely down her face as she desperately attempted to scream. She clapped furiously at her own neck, and as quick as it started, she was still. Nicolette Baudelaire stood up, cracked her neck, and whispered... No...